Trine Day Publishing invites everyone to roundtable number one, Afghanistan and Beyond, American Duplicity Since the 1970s, a free Zoom event on Wednesday, September 15th, 2021, at 3 p.m. Eastern. Reservations are required at valediction.net. This series is inspired by The Valediction, Three Nights of Desmond, the new book by husband and wife Paul Fitzgerald and Elizabeth Gould. Because, as publisher Chris Milligan says, the folks in the shadows who lie, cheat, and steal to manipulate us must be exposed. And, as Ms. Gould has said, Charlie Wilson's war is the propaganda story. We lured the Soviet Union into Afghanistan to trap them in their own Vietnam. The Mahajadeen we funded were not freedom fighters. They brutalized the Afghan people. This is Bruce DeTorres. I'll be moderating the roundtable. We recently had a planning meeting. Here's a little audio from that. We hope you reserve your place and join us on September 15th. By any chance, did either of you see the photograph that we've got of the, um, of the Afghan women at Kabul University? Yes. Talk about one picture challenging the entire garbage that has been put out uh, about what Afghanistan was. 60% of the, of the students at Kabul University, there were 10,000 of them, were women in the 1970s. And that picture is like, I don't think I've ever seen such confident looking women in my life. There was something else too. And that's when we went back with Seema Wali in 2002, some of the people that came to help support what she was doing, worked with her, had worked with her in Pakistan before. They'd never worked with her in Afghanistan. And they had assumptions about the way the Afghan men worked with Afghan women. And they were, complete, they were completely clueless in terms of how to deal with it. And Seema got very upset with one of them who was making all these assumptions about keeping the men separate from the women and making sure that the men That's didn't not get the... to see the women. And Seema's saying, no, no, you don't understand what Afghanistan's well, culture this, was all about. This organization so, actually was run by a woman yeah. and she had men working for her. Right. That's how out of touch. <clears throat> and this would have been in 2002 right. that this happened. Yeah, so that's how we're out of touch. You but know, anyway, it, oh, it is so. It, the, it what's going on? on? We have a personal friend who has an organization, an Afghan organization for helping, um, you know, the impoverished Afghan people. And what is going on there? It, it, it is unbelievable. It is truly, after 40 years of what has happened, it is. It, talk about crimes against humanity. Well, we've talked about, you know, the reception we got at, at City Lights for you know, for uh, Crossing Zero, they were not happy because- The prediction was pretty you know, clear. We you were know, we were too clear about what this relationship with Pakistan was all about. What's, uh, what's next, Chris? <laughs> we need to try and break out of uh, algorithm hell. Like YouTube, like uh, how, how many views do you think we've had on that YouTube thing? About 36. Yeah, we would, we would hope it would be more. But it, it, a reality that we are dealing with is that the powers that be do put us in algorithm hell. It, it, yeah. It's harder to find us and then they will do things like, even if we have uh, more views, 
they'll they'll stuff it. They'll make it look like we have little amount of views. Look at what happened to um, Spike Lee. He came out with you know with a new 9/11, and he he just allowed the people from Architects and or whatever they are, the group, to have a voice in it. And mm -hmm. they said, no way, you can't even do that. We need to think about all the people that we can reach out with this, okay? While we are talking, what's going on in Kabul is literally, a hundred military, ex-military people came out and demanded the resignation of the, um, of the defense uh, secretary of defense and who number two they want them gone okay this is this is a a major crisis for the biden administration that they clearly did not anticipate how weak their internal system really is all right so needless to say you know we can the, the combination mm -hmm. of the you know what we said about the fall of Saigon to the fall of Kabul is, you know, kind of our span. Saigon Square. All right. Remember yeah. that. That's good. That's a good reminder. It too. really is. I um, mean, it, it's apocalyptic what what they have uh, what they have done. Well, I, I do think that though the, the the idea of connecting the fall of Saigon to the fall of Kabul, it it hints to somebody this is going to be different. A lot of people are are obsessively focused on from. 2002, when the U.S. first set foot on the place that they that they think the first time, okay, to now, they're never going to get anywhere looking at that span of time. They're never going to understand how we ended up again in you know the, the same mess we got into in in Vietnam. Whatever mm -hmm. their perception is about winning and failing, I mean, I think that they their reputation right now is in tatters worldwide. So, you know, once again, it's uh, it's expedient what they did in Afghanistan Everything. to get out the way they prepared for it, all the things. I mean, the nuts and bolts of it are ridiculous in terms right, of the way they handled again, it. They, that, that idea that the basic failure that was represented in Saigon, and I think that really connects back to McNamara and the technocrats and the takeover of, of the whole idea, this sort of middle management technocratic takeover. And that failed so badly for McNamara that he, you know, he had to leave um, the post. I mean, he had to completely you know, desert it. So what's happening now is really not a surprise. And, and you know, that, but that idea that they, that they could continue to write their own PR and, and continue to believe that it was okay, that they were gonna be able to get away with it, which is what, Brzezinski basically helped them do in 1979 when they didn't deal with Vietnam. What's the solution? What can help us? What could save us? What if enough people knew what? What would help us? I, you know, my my basic position is that endings are necessary in life. This is a bad ending. We have to figure out how to create a world where we can get a good ending. That's what we're working on. But we've got to look at the world and we have to stop looking at the world apocalyptically. We have to look at the world as a cyclical process with a, a, a birth and death and then rebirth again. That's, and that's what we don't have. We have, everything is now an apocalypse. Oh, everything's a, you know, a, 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 right. a right. horrible thing that's going to happen if we don't do this. If we don't spend more money on defense, we're going to be doing this. And everything is framed in, in that kind of language. Right. 
And it's getting, it's gotten us to the end of this. Right. Paint us into a corner emotionally, it terrifies us. Yeah. But the, I think we've got this looming series of existential threats that keep appearing out of nowhere, you know? And and then with the, you know, when the COVID's done, it'll be global warming. And when global warming's done, it'll be something else. But the problem will not be. The fact is there won't be anything there. The problem will not be solved until we understand why everything that has been done over the last Look, at, we're looking at a process that goes back thousands of years in terms of the evolution <laughs> of civilization and the process that we call empire and imperial thinking and what that really means. Basically, it is about the use of force to make things happen, okay? And what we're learning is that it may look like a good idea at the beginning when you start doing it, but when you get to the end, it is always really a disaster because and, you and can't the- stop using the force. And once you use the force, you eventually use it for the bad, okay? You will believe in your mind that you're saving the world, but you aren't, okay? It's like they're completely insane. That's what we're witnessing. Our leadership is completely insane. And in the roundtables, we're going to explore the resurrection of the Uh, divine. Well, that balances now. What we have is the imbalance is this heavy-handed misuse of force. And the whole idea of the feminine is a different way of utilizing the power, okay, that is actually the reverse. Femininity is receptive, okay, and maleness is force, but the force has to be so delicate to be okay that it has a Well, it has to be balance. balanced with the, yes. with the feminine energy, the divine feminine, yes. and we're going to explore in the, in the roundtable series Right. how the divine feminine was shoved aside for the last 2,000 years. For the well, it needed not, it, I wouldn't say shoved aside. I would say that it, the matriarchy died of its own needs to die. We had a matriarchy before we had a patriarchy. And I want to remind you, they had human sacrifice during the matriarchy. So the misuse of force was very present. So they had you know, their come, come down process. And it was pretty bad too i think that's all, all proof right. of it. i love what you said paul and what you just reiterated liz about how natural it is for things to live and die and then there's rebirth and there's no need to freak out when right. you're in the middle of any one of these steps right but you can have that big bird's eye view and a holistic appreciation of trusting nature and her processes right. you see it we used to see it every day because we used to have farm animals and we would see birth, growth, right, and the norm, Right, well, right. We all well, lived closer to nature. In some way, yeah. I, I Which actually is just these cycles over and over and over again. I have one quick um, uh, metaphor that I have used with people to try and make the point about really becoming accepting of the idea of you know birth, then death, then resurrection. The fact is that when a fetus is born, okay, it actually isn't a fetus anymore. It is a baby. So my belief is we have already died once coming into this world. We died as a fetus. And when we're turned into a baby, it is an entirely different being. It is coming from an entirely different orientation. The umbilical cord no longer is the the source of food and of everything. The ambiotic fluid, the world that you're in, you're acting, obviously it's a totally different. So even though you have technically the same body, it's an entirely different being. So in and a sense, so, that means you've died once already. So, but that's so wow. appealing. It, it compares so nicely to 
the metaphor of the butterfly going into a cocoon. Right. I mean, the caterpillar going into a exactly. cocoon. And but this is, this is and, us. <laughs> and, and also for human history at the tribal, so many tribal societies had initiation ceremonies where they metaphorically killed the child, the boy, and re, re, recreated him as a man, yeah. as a man with a new right. name, maybe new scars, new tattoos, and right. it's so it's so invigorating. And there's a lot of hope, I think, for all of right. us because right. now we could go, we could all talk for an hour about the perpetual childhood that Americans are programmed to be as consumers <laughs> with the immaturity yeah. and reactiveness. That's perfectly yeah. said. Yeah, there's there's a there's a lot of uh, psychological warfare. Uh, basically going along and we're dealing with a lot of uh, false constructs and the basic uh, you know your your answer about okay what do we do well we need to uh, get back to our democratic republic um, not be an empire and right. have have honest elections and honest uh, um, you know government along with honest media and you know it'll all work out for itself uh, the biggest thing we've got going is we have people that are, um, for their own selfish reasons, are creating uh, huge problems here uh, on the earth by their actions. Right. Well, well it, it, you've got consolidated stuff uh, to the point where nothing can move around it. And, uh, you know, Chris, that's what you're experiencing with this media. It was always tight. It was always difficult. But Paul and Liz could pick up a story that was of, of interest and public interest and go to CBS News or go to ABC or yeah. go to CNN and get it on the air. They wouldn't pay you a lot of money, but they'd pay enough to be able to do the, to do the job and to get it out. Okay. That today, I recall going to the, the airport when we were leaving in 2002 to go to Afghanistan. And I had my camera and everything else. And the guy standing there says, what's that? And I said, it's a video camera. He says, you can't bring that. I said, what do you mean I can't bring that? He says, you have to be a member of an authorized news organization. Mm -hmm. What credentials do you have? And I said, you got to be kidding me. I said, organized news organizations well, and credentials? You know, and the problem is, Liz, is that they are idiots. I know. Okay, I know. they're staffed by people who've been told from yeah. the top down, this is the way we do things. And then when they actually try to implement it, you get situations like we just experienced in, in Afghanistan, where just it was an illusion to begin with. Yeah. It was an illusion of power and authority. It really is the Wizard of Oz. It's a perfect That's metaphor. actually a perfect metaphor. There was yeah. no power there at all. Right. Dorothy really did have the power. Well, Dorothy represents the people, obviously. Yeah, and that's so, where the you know, power crisp lies. But the people have to know how to ask for their authority back from these very greedy little, you know, gnarly creatures. And They're our not power human. structure is pushing on us in so far, on so many fronts simultaneously. Mm -hmm. I really think they've overestimated the people's trust in them. Yeah. yeah. I real I really see that. The people that I'm talking to, neighbors, friends that we've known for years, are all saying, wait a minute, this just doesn't work. None of it works. Well, I think that we clearly are seeing, as I meant about the metaphor about the fetus to the baby, you have to think of us that way. We're kind of in a fetal world, with, and, the, and what happens to the womb if the fetus is in there too long, it kills the fetus. 
that's what we're suffering from. They're keeping us in this world that can no longer contain right. us. Right. And I'll, have and to I'll recognize, just... take a deep breath, step out of the delusion they keep putting, the mesmerizing and all the, the blah, 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 and open up your mind a little bit. And, you know, there are more than just Paul and Liz and Chris and Bruce and Kent and Ed out there. There's I mean, a really... lot of a lot of voices that mm -hmm. are very confused, but they're not they're not part of the problem. They're just confused. Mm -hmm.